Hello and welcome to episode 281 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark. Now today's episode for me is probably the biggest episode this year. When I started Mark and Me, it was no secret I made a list of dream guests and today is another one to tick off. I'm joined by Walter Schreifels, yes, the genius songwriter, guitarist, vocalist and just all-round awesome guy from Gorilla Biscuits, Quicksand, Youth of Today and one of my favourite bands of all time, Rival Schools. Saying it out loud doesn't even seem real because I've wanted this to happen for over five years. But thanks to my amazing friend Emma Van Dykes, it's finally happened. Yes, he's joining me on today's episode and it's worth the wait. It's such a great interview. Walter for me is one of the reasons I wanted to be in a band. Rival schools were that band at college that I was obsessed with. United by Fate is easily in my top five albums of all time. The band changed my life. So to know this interview is coming up in just a couple of minutes time truly is a dream come true. But before we get there, let's quickly touch base and talk about my last episode. On episode 280, I was joined by the absolute legend John Reese davis A really crazy interview that you could never ever have planned for. It went on all different directions, different subject matters, and it was just crazy. But the response has been amazing. I've seen lots of Indiana Jones fans, so many Lord of the Rings fans listening, and everyone has been feedbacking saying that it's been an amazing interview. So thank you to everyone that listened. And just before I give you the interview with Walter, what I do want to do is give a big shout out to the sponsor of the podcast, Richer Sounds. Without those guys, I couldn't be here today doing this podcast. So if you're in the market for a brand new home cinema system, TV, Sonos, turntable, go on richersounds.com and you won't regret it. But now, let's get to it. Over five years in the making, me and Walter, oh my God, it's happening. Pinch yourself because I'm doing it right now. Here it is, me and Walter talking all things music. So Walter, thanks for joining me today on the Mark and Me podcast. Oh, that's a pleasure, Mark. Thank you. Walter, what I like to do to anyone that's tuning in, uh, I'm sure people will know of your work, but what I like to do is take it right back to the very start for the listeners. Um, when you're growing up, maybe you had a, a, a part-time job or a paper round or albums got passed down to you. But what was those first albums that you remember that you fell in love with? Uh, the first bunch that I, I purchased probably w- were really special to me. Um, I'll show my age a little bit, but the, uh, the first B-52s album, uh, End of the Century by Ramones, um, uh, Fine Art of Surfacing, uh, Boomtown Rats, uh, Hatful of Hollow uh, by Smiths. A closer Joy Division. These are the kind of like the first albums that I remember like buying with my own money or you know acquiring. Uh, it, you know where it, it was my taste. It wasn't really like my cousin's musical tastes. 
The thing is, those you've just picked up some huge names as big foundations to build upon, and mm. um, I don't know where you really go from there because that's like some of the best albums you could ever name. But um, what age were you when you were listening to bands like that? Uh, I mean, I was pretty young. I um, also Blondie were really huge for me, and Adam and the Ants. Um, nice. So would have been like fifth grade, sixth grade. I started, you know saving up enough money to start buying records and um uh you know there was a, a there was a challenge of like finding what was apps you know what you could actually buy at a record store you know that was another thing and uh, i lived in a in a part of of new york city uh it's rockaway beach which is a, a ramon song as a matter of fact um uh but it's it's not hard not far to reach is not true if you're like 12 years old it's you, you you can't once you're there you can't get off it's kind of hard to get off if you don't have like a ride um so we uh we didn't have that much access to different record stores so uh you know when i found like uh b52's first album or, or you know that ramones album like it was amazing to me you know that it, it showed up at this place because those would have been not really popular records, you know, I, I don't think not in my I mean, I guess B-52s probably was popular, but not in my like, not in Rockaway Beach, honestly. Isn't it cool? Like we're going to sound like two granddads already, but finding those albums and I remember I'm not quite as old, but I remember when um, I was at secondary school and someone gave me Nirvana Nevermind on cassette. Yeah. And um, I just couldn't believe how good it was. And then someone said, go and check out Silverchair. And I was like, Silverchair, what's that? And it was literally like impossible to find because there was no internet. You didn't go on Spotify and just find it or go in Apple Podcasts or any of these different channels. And I found it on cassette in this really like random record store in Wales. And it changed my life. And because I had to save up for it and it was like $10, yeah. I would listen to it all day, every day. I would read every lyric on the inside of the cassette cover. I would smell it because I'd been like, this is... <laughs> Those, those records had a smell, didn't they? And those CD covers that were just, I don't know, there's something about it that you'd be like, I am making sure that I get my money's worth from this. <laughs> it's absolutely true. And then sometimes you get a record that actually maybe has one or two good songs on it and you would just like make yourself get into the rest of it because it was just too big of an investment. To, to, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be telling to be everyone, fun. it's a grower. It's fucking shit, but I need to justify spending $10. And another thing you just made me that's funny. <laughs> I don't know if you ever. I think nowadays people will do this sometimes. Like, um, you really want to get a T-shirt of a of a band at a show or something like that, and they're sold out of your actual size. And then you'll just like buy the next size <laughs> and just say, "Screw it, I'm just gonna make this work." Um, like that would happen sometimes too, where you couldn't get it on uh on vinyl, so you'd get it on cassette or the other way around because you just like needed to have that thing. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of a Gramsci uh conversation to have but i mean there's a certain power to anything that is um you know the 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 chase of it is is uh sometimes the more arduous that that journey is uh the more valuable that that thing is that the the, the article the actual uh you know the record is to because you had to like seek it out find it and also you have um you know i, I don't think that this is not true today but you know, I had a feeling when I had like uh, Joy Division closer, like 
in Rockaway Beach, I was pretty confident I was the only person in the entire community that had this album. Like there is a a certain ownership that you get with that. Uh, the value, isn't it? It's like you're you're like that magpie with the best piece of silver because the next day I remember going to school with Nirvana Nevermind and my mates were like, oh, my parents won't let me have that because it's got the naked baby on and, you know, Territorial Pissings is on there. And I was like, well, I've got something worth something here. Like I will let you copy this cassette if you give me Metallica the Black Album. Like it felt like a real valuable piece of like weight. Yes, it, it it and it and that's what it was. So you know, I I think it's still. I think people do have just more in their taste. You know what I mean? Like there's so much like because there's so much music available right now. Like it is absolutely true that there's something at this very moment that you and or I would both be knocked out by that would fall in love with, but we just haven't come across it yet. And there might be someone that has it that would share it with us and that is a value you know what i mean uh uh you know because people send send you a track or something like that and and uh sometimes that could be really not only a nice gift or, or you know as as or a gesture from a friend but would would lead you down a whole new uh rabbit hole which is uh which is i think you know trying to make it can make it more contemporary uh you know equivalent but yeah that that kind of stuff was was very uh powerful at the time it all changed for me when i saw music live and it made me want to pick up a guitar and be in a band and i could never sing but i always just wanted to be in a band and be like kurt cobain but uh one of the first shows i ever went to was green day on their dookie tour so again i'm showing my age yeah. but i i couldn't believe that there was any free musicians i couldn't believe that billy joe armstrong was making that much noise on one guitar i kept looking around kind of Where's another guitarist? I just couldn't believe it, but it made the hairs on my neck stick up and my kind of rib shake with the bass from uh, Mike and Trey's drumming just blew my mind. But what was those first gigs that kind of had that effect for you? Um, I mean, I kind of saw some big sort of shows like uh, R.E.M., at uh at Radio City Music Hall was one of the shows I saw. Uh, I saw U two um, at, at Unforgettable Fire, and then I saw um, then I saw Husker Du, and then I started to get deeper into the punk world. And uh, and then once I started going to CBGBs, I saw Agnostic Front at CBGBs. Then really, honestly, I wasn't interested in any sort of like bigger bands yeah i saw the cure you know like there was a certain time in like the early 80s where you know it was probably like 1984 85 where i saw some like cool big concerts but once i saw like the the hardcore stuff then i really made the connection of like uh well i i i'm gonna i can do this i'm gonna do it you know what i mean you don't like, do things small do you like the albums you listen to to start with are literally some of the best albums in music history and for concerts to see rem the cure you yeah. two these bands are absolutely huge it's not like you've just gone oh i went to see this little tiny band that's you know battle of the bands at school you went epic <laughs> well i mean i think i just was at that age at the time that these bands were like really happening so i was kind of lucky in that in that sense but they um they were all amazing but like what i saw in those bands um it just seemed like, you know, they were popular, you know, it wasn't like it was like a little show on the corner. You know what I mean? It was like it, it would these were big shows. So I think when I saw like when I first went to CBGB's and saw people my own age and in my own 
talent level, but I don't know, actually more I think about it. I even was very inspired by a uh, musical youth. You remember man, the yes. musical youth? Because they were my age or a little bit older. And I thought like, wow, these little kids are like in this cool band playing Saturday Night Live. Like, you know, maybe I could do that. So, but I think it was really when I saw hardcore shows and just like this sort of, um, it was run by kids. It just didn't seem that hard to to do it. It was more like uh, accessible, like, um, like skateboarding. All you had to do is just like kind of just do it. That's why I think Silverchair appealed to me because they were like 15 and Daniel Johns was writing stuff like Frog Stomp and Freak Show. And I was like, okay, so I can do this because they're at school still being able to go on tour with bands like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I couldn't get my head around the fact that, okay, like I can relate to this because I'm, you know, only a couple of years younger than Daniel Johns. So I can be that person hopefully one day. I think that that kind of connecting to someone your age and something that you can relate to i think it's is has a bit of an a extra power but you know i was of course i'm still like very influenced by like you know yeah like all the bands that i mentioned you know rem cure cure who are really having a moment right now for sure like uh, i went to see them literally in the uk about four months ago uh, i never thought i'd ever get the chance to see them live and they were phenomenal like a two and a half hour set list every song you could ever wish for they were like they were 18 again with the same hunger and passion that they had when they started out. Amazing. Just like uh, they have the songs and uh, sorry, my, the power of my computer is starting to fade out. Um, they've got such a huge, amazing catalog to rely on. I just feel like um, Robert Smith just has real like cool energy. You know what I mean? Like he's not like, you know, fried by um all the years of uh you know just doing this kind of very strange being robert smith yeah <laughs> there is only one person that can be robert smith correctly yeah. and it's him yeah yeah i mean I, I don't know i think being robert smith could be a hard gig but he makes it he he does it right and effortlessly even just the yeah. way he picks up another guitar on stage the coolest way to be handed a guitar so i don't know what it is about him but every mannerism every way he is and then he sings like the most pure vinyl sound you could ever ever ask for the voice and vocal live is crisper than you could ever wish for it's unbelievable yeah and he's not like um you know which is maybe unfair but a lot of like uh you know kind of these sort of like you know i don't want to say he's a celebrity but like these sort of like uh, you know, really well-known guys like uh, his contemporaries, you know, they, they just get involved in all kinds of weird crap over the years. So then you start to associate them with, with this or that or the other, and it gets away from their music where Robert Smith has managed to like, uh, seem like always kind of be a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. But he does <laughs> it without he trying. Without it's, trying. It's, yeah. yeah. Not to, not to, for someone that wears, you know, that wears a lot of, uh, you know, that put, wears makeup and has this whole image and all that kind of stuff and 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 has a theatrical sense. He doesn't come off with a lot of pretense. He seems very down to earth and, you know, one of us, which is always very appealing. With your music kind of looking back at where we are today, mm -hmm. first of all, do you ever sleep? Because as we're sitting here right now, Rival Schools have just released the 20th, which I can't believe it's 20th anniversary edition of one of my favorite albums of all time, United by Fate. You've done shows again with Quicksand and started releasing new music. Youth huh? of Today has just wrapped up some shows and Grilla Biscuits have announced some shows. Like, 
are you trying to put yourself in an early grave or are you just more hungry than you've ever been? This year has been, been pretty busy, but it's just, I guess my thinking is, um, you know, these are all my friend groups and a lot of them are like intersectional, you know, with, uh, you know, sharing members in this band or that band, or we all kind of came up together. Um, so it's not like I'm doing uh month long tours with any one band or the other. It's just like, I'm kind of going, I don't know. You have like your friend groups, you know what I mean? And you maybe like have some special thing once a year where you all get together and go someplace and do something cool. Like a lot of it is like that, you know, like with rival schools, like I love these guys. We have real, we have a lot of great history. We we're, we're very creative people and I, I really respect and love all those guys. Um, we had just have a lot of fun, you know? So um, I'm really looking forward to this trip and uh I just came off of a Gorilla Biscuit trip last week and we just had a blast. And uh, so I just feel kind of enriched by that. I mean, next year, I don't know if I'll be able to do it as much because I am traveling quite a bit this year. Um, but, you know, I have time at home as well. And I was off completely in, in January and I'm, I'm taking August off completely. So uh, I think having two months off a year uh in a year is is you know most people would be pretty psyched on that so do you try and really give yourself a better healthier work-life balance and you know, obviously you're a father you've got children is it a case of making sure you get the priorities right because obviously over the 20 years over 20 years that you've been performing in some of the best bands in the world I'm surely at times it must have been, we need to keep going on tour. We need to keep going and playing shows, but now you can kind of take a step back and appreciate everything you've got. Yeah. I mean, I think we're, I'm really at a nice place where I'm, I'm doing all the, doing all the things that I really want to do. And, and, you know, I, I, there was a time like I, with quicksand, I remember there was a time where we did like 300 shows in a year. That was hard and kind of like insane in a way. Um, uh, I, I would definitely attribute that kind of act, level of activity to like making us like kind of go crazy and and breaking up the band, to be honest. But um, but now, you know, we're we don't need to do that. You know what I mean? So we, we just kind of like uh, find the, the opportunities and, and create the situations where everyone's like happy with what we're, we're getting into. And um, and and, you know, it's more reasoned out. We don't aren't doing things just to do them at this point. You know, it's something that we're like behind uh, for artistic reasons and uh, and also because we enjoy each other's company and we we like, it's not for everybody, but um, somehow I still really enjoy like traveling around the world, playing shows and hanging out with my friends, meeting people. And, uh, you know, I have friends all over the world and, it, and it's a really nice way to, to keep those those relationships or, or or you know keep those friendships and 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 i find it like to be really the riches of of what i do i was literally about to say do you look at it as like a wealth that you have all these friends all over the world that have come into your life and been there for so long because of your music you know it's it's not about the money it's not about the big houses it's about having those friendships and relationships that have been built and strengthened via your music yeah, I, mean, I, I think you'd be crazy not to look at it that way. I mean, these are um, people that inspire me, that like are uh, that look out for me, that just enrich my life, you know. And and uh, it's wild that I feel have these uh, super 
strong friendships with people that live, uh, you know, another all over the world, you know, and, and, you know, have love and keep, keep contact with and, and, uh, you know, all these different text threads and different jokes and, and, you know, it's, it's really, it's really very nice to, to, to have be floating on it through the world with all, all that kind of love in your life. And you've just said as well prior to this uh, recording that you've got to come back off playing some shows again with rival schools. And I've seen the videos on sort of Instagram and a few clips, but until I see it next week at 2000 trees, I know it's not going to be the same, but the crowds went crazy. Uh, the album's 20 years old. It's genuinely a masterpiece. My top five album of all time. What do you think it is about that album that keeps it so timeless, that keeps it so iconic that people beloved so much um i mean i can only talk about really like my connection to it i mean we just really you know we made the best album that you know that we could like we really went into it i think that there's a certain energy to the record um and that the time that and place that it came out it 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 held a certain special space for people and i think um what's cool to me is to see that that isn't just the time and place you know what i mean of course like if you were a certain age at the time that that album came out it was sort of a in its own lane you know and i think the people that connected to it really identified with that but it's continued on to where we have fans that like are you know weren't even you know, there were little kids when that album came out and it wasn't until they were older that they discovered it and that it's still has that energy to, 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 uh, that speaks to people. And, uh, was interesting to me playing, uh, on the, uh, these recent shows too, cause we played a few songs from, uh, pedals as well. And a lot of the younger fans, like that's their album. It's not United by fate it's pedals. And, um, so it was just interesting to me to kind of catch like the lay of the land in rival schools world. Um, and, and it was just really, I think there's just like a real positive feeling to it, you know, if it, that I think is, 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 is kind of makes it special as well. I, I can't really put a finger on it, but um, you know, maybe it's even in the logo with the, with the guy and the girl running together, it just has some sort of like, idealism or something that it is, does that it's, it's it reminds me of like the white pony for deftones it's like iconic it's just a very simple image but we're talking about when the album was in people's lives i'm now 41 so i was you know 20 21 i remember being at college and we talked earlier about having that kind of wealth of i've got nirvana never mind i was the kid that had the rival schools t-shirt in green with the white logo and the two kids running and that felt like where the fuck did you get that from? And I'm like, I'm not telling you, like, this is my baby. Like, this is my find. Yeah. Like, I'm not just giving you this on a plate. You need to go and earn it. And um, even when I listen to it now, it takes me back to those days, probably when I didn't have to worry about a mortgage or an electric bill or gas bill, but also the way it's recorded, it sounds timeless. I listen to it now and it still sounds like it could have been recorded yesterday. And that's a compliment to obviously the engineers and the, producer but it does sound flawless I, th I mean i can't really take credit for it but I, I appreciate that yeah i think that the the recording at the time like i was struggling with it because uh the producer luke eben um had come from uh 
you know, sort of like a pop, more of a pop background. And um, we thought, oh, well, let's instead of making like the indie kind of record that we would would be sort of more expected from us or we'd be the more kind of regular tact for us. We said, oh, let's let's fuck around and do something with with more pop guy and see where that takes us. But when we were doing it, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be really well recorded. You know what I mean? Like and that kind of scared me a little bit because I'm coming from this sort of like indie kind of lo-fi kind of uh, aesthetic. Um, but in, in fact, when it's all done, I think that's a big part of it as well. Like it just, it sounds really good, you know, and, and that it's whole, it's held up. So, uh, you know, we did, we all did the work, but uh, you know, credit, credit to, to Luke Eben and, and uh, you know, for, for making sure it sounded right. And uh, Rich Costi who mixed it, who's uh a very uh he, he's gone on to be very very uh sought after uh mixer and he he did a great job on it as well does it still feel surreal that you're going to be playing these shows in the uk and at festivals and everyone's going to lose their mind when you play stuff like use for glue again and just how far it's taken people people will come and tell you it's changed their life people will tell you they listened to it when they lost a loved one or they had a, a relationship breakup or they may have got married to it this album hits mm -hmm. so many people on different levels and you're still celebrating it now it's not like you gave up and then just went away you're still playing this album and people are still like you said there's new fans coming on board it's great yeah yeah i mean i can't i Obviously, I think every time I make a record, anytime I get involved in something, I'm going for classics, you know, like I want it to be to hold up over time, you know, and the only way you do that is just like, you know, doing doing the extra work, you know, kind of the detailing and all that kind of stuff and just giving it your best effort. Um, but you can't, you know, you can, it's, you kind of just get lucky when a record like that just kind of finds its audience you know what i mean and and resonates with, with it you know like that it's it's very it's a magic thing you know what i mean like you want it to happen um but i i i don't know if i got my finger on the secret it just kind of the world's just gotta kind of uh open up somehow and uh and with this record it's amazing it's you know surreal sure yeah i mean it's just really i'm just very grateful you know and and i love the record too so it's 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 you it's know a good job uh, really <laughs> yeah i mean it's awesome honestly I, there's not too much downside i don't like going to the airport i'm not a big fan of that whole rigmarole but uh you know the rest of it is great i'm hanging out with my friends playing music for people that love it and uh and i'm i'm one of them so it, it's it's a nice it's a nice time so when you guys are playing and we mentioned 2000 trees and all these events, are you still writing as a band? Do you guys have a jam when you're doing your sound checks and have a few ideas that you're sharing? Do you believe that we might get more rival schools music in the near future? Well, I, I, I couldn't really speak to that too, too much, but um, you know, we're all super creative guys and um, you know, there's never a sound check that goes by without some sort of cool jam coming up. So I, you know, I believe we have it in us. But for the moment, we're very focused on uh, on just, you know, this is kind of a, a, a very wonderful sort of victory lap experience. So I'm, I'm going to relish in that. I feel like you're teasing me slightly, just a little bit. Rhetoric, my, my <laughs> right there. 
And and away from music, um, I, I follow you on Instagram. I see your kind of life through the, the lens of uh, social media, but you're really big on, you know, looking after yourself and self-care and, you know, mm. people being mentally secure and even the diet of your life and really taking care. Do you think, and I've had quite a few bands on, but people are afraid still in this world to kind of put their hand up and say, I'm struggling because I don't know what it is, but when I do to my friends, I'm always blown away by the response that all my guy friends are like, me too. I'm so fucking glad you said, because I felt like I was wrong for saying it, but more people should kind of put their hand up and admit when things aren't great. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's over the, over time, I think that's become a, a, a much more open in our society. I mean, I, I can say in America for sure it has, um, you know, when I was a young man, like going to a shrink had like this, like, uh, sort of, you know, this kind of like old kind of Freudian kind of like, uh, some serious, like darkness or something kind of, uh, uh, connection to it something bourgeois about it as well um but i think um now it's like there's an acknowledgement that the the you know i think covid for sure highlighted it that modern life is crazy you know what i mean you're bombarded with so many different kinds of uh you know ads and pressures and uh expectations that are uh I think are unreasonable to, to, uh, or and certainly unhealthy for, for, for people to, to, to pretend like it's not affecting them. And, and I think you do that at your own peril. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't say that, well, everyone should just like have a good cry and go to a shrink. I don't, I'm not even saying that, you know what I mean? I, I, to me, like, I try to monitor my own, uh, I try to monitor my, my time, you know, in a sense. And I, and I think like if I'm eating well, if I'm, uh, you know, exercising in some, some way, uh, that it helps to, uh, helps with my like anxiety about whatever it may be, you know what I mean? And I, I think it's normal to feel anxiety in this world where you're just inundated with shit, you know what I mean? And, and, and it, it's like, um, it could be completely overwhelming because that inundation is actually part of what's keeping the society moving is stressing people out. You know what I mean? So that they'll spend money on this or that, you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, there's all kinds of different critiques to take, but I think in, in, in terms of your, for myself, I like going for a run, you know what I mean? I enjoy it. I love like seeing the people I love, um, I love uh, when it's over, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, 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 I feel like I did something so that something else comes across my plate. I feel like, hey, I, I just went for that run. I didn't really feel like it at the beginning of it. But at the end of it, when it was over, I felt really good. So now, like, what else is coming at me? What else is coming at me that I don't really feel like dealing with that I, I can accomplish? You know what I mean? And, and you know, you're building that strength, uh, I think, mentally, physically. And I think when it comes to, like, talking to someone and i'm saying shrink because it's like sort of like i guess it's like a old uh pejorative almost of of health care mental health care but like you know there, it's a, i think there's a certain like and maybe this is an american thing but like 
admitting any sort of weakness, you know, is like, uh, yeah, it's just kind of frowned upon, you know what I mean? It's like the, the rough I individual. And um, I think that's just a bunch of bullshit, really. Like, you know, people are, are ignoring their health, mental, physical and stuff like that at, at their own peril. You know what I mean? It's like, um, that's part of your, your operating system. You know what I mean? Like how, how you, uh, how you, how you travel through life, you know, your vehicle is your body, but also it's your mind, you know? And, um, I, I don't think like everyone necessarily needs that, but, um, I don't, why would you feel, why should anyone feel stigma about seeking medical or, or sorry, uh, mental health, um, care or, 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 you know, just being communicative too. Like you don't necessarily need to see a professional, but like, do you have someone in your family that you feel like, or, or do you have a friend that you feel like you can talk to? You know, a lot of people are super isolated, you know what I mean? And, and, um, feel shame, you know, so for, for being isolated, which makes it worse, you know, cause everyone's kind of supposed to be like, Oh, Hey, you know, here are, you know, maybe that's why I boosted myself in some situation where I do have these friends all over the world. Like, I feel like I'm in a tree that I can many branches to grab onto before I'd ever hit the bottom. You know what I mean? Um, but ultimately it's, it's with, with, within you. And, and, and I think that it lies upon you to, to, to kind of create your own, you know, stable, healthy universe. I, 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 I'm maybe making the, trying to make a, a, a point over and over again but just like take care of yourself it's well, not yeah, a bad thing self-care is so important and we're in a society where sometimes we'll put everything else before ourselves you know everything all the time life is so manic every response even on your phone the, the notifications yeah. it's impossible to avoid anxiety i think i think it's yeah. impossible your job's always about achieving more stretching you to do more you can definitely try and double it this month or this and it's like it's not healthy and then you're getting home and everything's going up in cost so you need to stretch yourself to try and accomplish more with your financial life and i think it's i think it's genuinely impossible to not suffer and when you talked about running and i know you're a big advocate for fitness a lot of my friends now are getting into running um, just because a it's free. You can get your shoes on and just go yeah. and be outside and be in the great outdoors and straight away there's fresh air. So you're feeling healthy and you're seeing the world, but there's a social element in the UK. We have a park run every Saturday that people can go to. It doesn't matter where you are nine o'clock every Saturday, any park in the UK, there'll be people doing a run together and you make friends and you listen and you share playlists and you talk about bands or you talk about what you're up to. That surely is healthy instantly. For sure. I actually, I was just with, uh, with a friend of mine from the UK was visiting and we went on this, uh, this run in, uh, this group run out in, in Brooklyn and you're running with like 30, 40 people in the streets in Brooklyn, you know, that sounds amazing. It is so fun. And when you run with 30 or 40 people in the streets together, you, you plug into your like primal, it's powerful to run yeah. with that many people. You know what I mean? And, um, you run faster and you're just, you're just energized. You're just energized. And that, um, that is lies in such stark contrast to the way people are, are living a lot of their lives, which is just like, you know, 
looking at, at their computer at home, you know, trying to keep up, you know, like you said, produce more, hustle more, um, you know, return more emails, you know, be on that, you know what I mean? And like, you're talking about texts, you know, like you're getting, you're getting hit on email, you're getting hit on text, you know what I mean? Like you send a text, like, oh shit, was that clear what I just said? You know it's what I mean? So like, true. And then, and then, or like I, I wrote uh, someone had emailed me and I hadn't emailed back in a few days. So I started to write the draft and then I sent half a draft. So then I was like, oh God, now I got to, <laughs> by accident. It sounds like my oh. head is speaking out loud right now. Yeah. And you're just in this, like, you know, it's, it's, it's funny that the, you know, the word cringe is such a, a, a such a big word in our culture right now, because you're constantly cringing. It's just like, that's our, that's our, um, one of our go-to emotions in, uh, in the modern world. So like, if I'm out there running with 34 people, 30, 40 people in the streets of New York, running at my top level and just feeling that power, like I'm plugged back into my like hunter gatherer self. And I'm like out of this bullshit. You know what I mean? I, um, I've got this image in my head of like Rocky, you know, when he's running with a group of people and they yeah. all follow him and it's like, he's becoming the champion of the world again it might sound really cheesy but the adrenaline and the passion and the drive and just the the oomph you get there's no room yeah. for cringe when you're doing that no that's human connection too like everything in your 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 mind is engaged your body's engaged um and then when when it's it, it can be hard but you're just mentally going like I'm not quitting. You know what I mean? I'm not going to quit. I'm going to go through this bullshit. I know there's an end, you know what I mean? But I'm going to like, you know, obviously you don't want to hurt your, hurt yourself. You have to, that's another part yeah, of it. You don't want to fall over and like have a heart yeah, attack. But, but yeah. But you, as long as you're monitoring that, like not in a, in a kind of psycho way, like you're, you're going to be fine in truth. And, and, um, However it is, you don't, you don't need to be rocky. You don't have to be at the front. You don't need to win the damn race, but you're participating. You're working with yourself. You're telling yourself like, I can do this, but you're also empowered by everyone around you. I, I find that amazing and, and, a, and a stark contrast and relief from just like, you know, and I've got a very chill existence. Like I, no one's like, if I don't do something or, 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 or whatever, if I don't produce some sort of thing, like that's just like, no one's like yelling at me, you know what I mean? It's my own thing. So it, it's, it's very um, nice, but I need that. I need that relief. You know what I mean? So I, 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 you know, and and the, when I do go in the running groups, I, you know, you meet people from all different kinds of, of doing all kinds of different things in their lives. And it's really awesome that you can, get outside of your um you know your little friend group or your little you know bubble quote unquote like to to meet people that are you know like you but are totally in a different realm i, I love that as well so i think like i i think that kind of like just say running which i do uh, and i've done for 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 decades uh and yoga as well as and is another really uh especially as you you kind of get older making sure all your you know your your everything's working you know what i mean your arms your legs your ankles your toes all this this stuff that it's all uh it's still functioning you know because you, you you'll you're if you let your body like if you tell your body like hey we're not doing anything let's just chill your body be like cool yeah it's so <laughs> true <laughs> 
and and it'll just atrophy and then before you know it you're like shit man like actually i don't want to walk the stairs anymore you know what i mean like and and that's all the little things become big things like oh walking all the way downstairs to the toilet and then pegging out the washing and walking to the other back you know to the garden like oh my god yeah it be it just piles up on you but you know whatever it's not really like i'm not like some sort of like self-help i i mean i i don't mean to like project that kind of thing because i i i really just only to the degree that like i find it good for me that i enjoy it um but there's that positive that something good comes from that because even just talking to you now when this has finished, I feel pumped. And that's just from talking about it. Uh, I want to go and put the Rocky four soundtrack on and with my <laughs> AirPods and now Do run anything. and now run all the way down the, the street far as I can go, which wouldn't be very far, but it's, <laughs> it's, it does definitely have an impact. So, you know, well, a walk is, is enough, you know what yeah. I mean? Like go, go well, we've got walk. dogs. So me, me and my wife and the two girls, we go for walks and we um we love adventures and discovering new places and just being outside and randomly if you suddenly see a fox or a badger or it's incredible we live in the countryside and i never take it for granted it's like the biggest change i've had in my life in two years is moving from the city to the countryside and i'd never go back i absolutely love the great outdoors it's wonderful it's wonderful i um i lived in um during COVID, I lived uh, in upstate New York. I ha have a I have a, a, a nice little house there, uh, and um, we stayed there during the whole pandemic. It was the first time that I ever watched like how like when the spring kind of came, and like watching each like plant, each little critter like kind of pop up its head. You know, watching nature just kind of like open up, and and then you know, and then pass away as well. Um, you don't see that in the city in the same way, you know, it's it, magical. It, it, and we kind of, I've always took it for granted my whole life. And now I'll sit there for ages and just look at, I don't know, like a tree and see acorns and be like, how beautiful is that? And then go back the next week and be like, Oh my God, they're starting to, it sounds so ridiculous. People are listening now. Like no, it's real dude. It's real. People but it's are gonna, true. You know, I, I think it's like, uh, it's just, it's absolutely real. And it, and it's, and it's, uh, I fell, I fell in love with it the same way. What I do on the podcast, um, and I've asked this to 280 guests now, and I think I'm really intrigued because I have no idea what you'll pick, but every person that comes on chooses the last song that's played. So once me and you've finished this conversation, it's all edited and out there for the world to listen to. The guest that comes on the podcast chooses the last piece of music that's played, like the outro music, but it can be yeah. any song by any band, by anyone in the world, or a piece of music that means a lot to you. But when I ask the question, what's the song that kind of comes to your head and your heart before anything else? And I think you'll struggle because, hey, your life is music. You're in a number of bands. Your life has been shaped because of bands. But is there one song that sticks out above all the rest? Um, Talk about throwing you at the deep end and not giving you any advance warning, hey? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, okay, we're talking about The Cure. So maybe that just popped up in my head. Uh, in Between Days is an amazing song that's something that i probably played out like a million times uh and still sounds great to me i actually covered it recently um i mean it's probably up there with probably another 10 or 20 songs but uh that's the first one that popped in my mind there's something about like it's just it's just awesome i mean it's just really cure like the kind of 
I like, um, you know, the cure have a lot of different, um, lanes, but I really love that kind of like, uh, happy poppy side of the cure, but I feel that there's a darkness on head of the door album that a sort of happy, sad combo that hits, it is when uh, you were saying then about the happy and the upbeat and the nice sort of poppy sound it's also got that overtone of the whole record as well that makes me also quite depressed and down but in a good way like it's real like you said it's real it's got a bit of both it gives it weight you know that's, what i mean that's like it, the it, word weight yeah if everything was like oh my god friday i'm in love it's so great <laughs> like and i love that song but in between days like has a certain sadness to it that just means that's like you know something so beautiful you could cry about it you know what i mean like it's so or, true or, and then and then the reality is friday i'm in love but monday's going to come and you're going to go back to work soon so there's the real side yeah i i mean it's it's all he, i mean when he can just deliver those singles that are just so goddamn good and yet have all this other really really cool uh you know, kind of like disintegration kind of, uh, you know, he, he just has these other lanes that are, that are great, but I don't know. In between days is a great one. Um, what's another one that came to mind? Oh, dreaming by Blondie. Nice. Uh, that's one of my favorite songs as a, as a kid. Uh, I think it has a similar thing, you know, it's got this sort of like, um, heroes by Bowie. You know, there's something about this sort of like um, sweet sadness that connects with me. Um, you picked some absolute classics. And weirdly, none of those three tracks you've mentioned have been picked by anyone else, even though we're at nearly 300 episodes. Okay, good. Um, Are we going to go to The know, Cure? I mean, that feels the most natural because we spent quite a lot of time today worshiping them <laughs> appreciating them yeah they're just really having a moment you know i guess if i think of like there's it's just that emotion i think to me most is the most uh big like uh where what i need that one you know what i yeah. mean like i love uh, acdc as well like they have some songs that get me freaking psyched or you know all kinds of different like punk bands or something but um it's those kind of songs these sort of sad sweet songs i will dare by the replacements um, i love this 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 could go on for another hour of just you know what i mean there's some there's some songs that are that are like uh that i've mentioned that i don't know they make me feel about like being in love and uh you know, not any particular person, but just like, I guess that's kind of like the best emotion, you know, really. It couldn't have gone any better today. And um, Emma will tell you this. I've tried and wanted to have you on this podcast since I started. There's a list of names I've always tried to get on and times sometimes just, it doesn't match up sometimes and times are very yeah. strange. Um, and obviously everyone had a two year period of pause, but um and I'm Anthony so Hopkins is always crowding up the space too, so you gotta God get it. Damn, yeah, he's so famous, but um, <laughs> you know how he is. But I um, I truly mean this from the bottom of my heart. I can't express how grateful I am for your time. This time next week, we will be in the same field, ready to see you play, which is going to be unbelievable. Um, I can't wait to uh to see it in the flesh in front of me. And uh, thank you so much for your time, because honestly, it's it's one of those ticks now that I'm like 
top 10 guests, one other has now got that big green tick against. Uh, thanks so much, Mark. A pleasure talking with you and, uh, and uh, looking forward to hopefully get a chance to meet when you're there. Like, Yeah, um, I'll be backstage yeah. all weekend doing interviews and uh, I've got about 11 or 12 scheduled already. I try and do a special for like Slam Dunk and Download Festival and all the big UK festivals, but 2000 Trees has a real special place in my heart. It's the right size. It's magical. There's not too many people and it just feels like one big family. So I'm sure we can uh, sort out a drink and to shake your hand and yeah, it'd be awesome. Love it. Love it. All right, man. Well, we'll see you then. So there it is. There's my interview with me, and I mean this word, the absolute legend, Walter himself. He's responsible for making some of the best bands and best albums out there, and it was such a pleasure to sit down and talk to him. And as I'm sitting here right now, I'm getting ready to go to 2000 Trees, and I'm going to get to see them live, and I can't wait. Honestly, they're the band I'm looking forward to the most, and to hear songs from United by Fate played live is going to be a dream come true. I can't wait. If you've enjoyed today's episode, and I hope you have, please go on markandme.com because on there there's links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and please share it. It costs nothing to do. This podcast is always going to remain free, and all I ask is you to hit that share button, or if you're on Instagram, put it as part of your stories. It really goes a long way, and even just hitting the like button helps the algorithm and gets more people to see it. This is how Mark and me gets the name out there. I'm a one-man team. You know the score by now. I don't have a manager or production team or marketing budget. It's all about word of mouth. So if you've enjoyed today's episode, please take the time to share it. I also do have a Patreon account. This helps the running of Mark and me every day with sites like Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, which all cost me money each and every month. So if you want to give a little bit back, there's a link on markandme.com. But don't worry, for that money, I make sure you get an exclusive episode every month. You get a welcome pack with badges, stickers and so much more. A newsletter each and every month. And honestly, I'm going to be upping it and giving you even more giveaways in the next few weeks. Right, I think that's about it, apart from giving a quick shout out to the Folio Society, another huge sponsor of this podcast, an amazing group of people bringing out the best books out there. So go on foliosociety.com, see what you like, and honestly, they've got some amazing stuff. I want to give a big shout out to Emma. You heard at the start, because of her, this interview happened. I'm in debt with you already about previous guests, so add this on to the previous debt, and I hope one day I can pay it off. You're an amazing person, an incredible friend, and thank you so much for making this happen. Right, I'm going to go and get ready for 2000 Trees. I hope you all have an amazing few days, and then I'll be back with even more live specials from the festival, my normal episodes, and so much more. So take care, and I'll speak to you all very soon.